Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord for another Sunday, another glorious morning to give the name of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord and to adore his name. From wherever you are watching us from, I welcome you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's going to be a wonderful time together with the word of God. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We give you praise. You are wonderful. Eternal Father, we ask that in Jesus' name you grant us entrance into your word. Open our eyes to see. Thank you, Father, for grace being given this hour. Thank you for revelation in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank God for today. Thank God for the last days. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful time to be alive. Light is stronger than darkness. Life is stronger than death. We are not afraid of the events of the last days. Greater is he that is in us than the one that is in the world. Now, you see, this is what makes it interesting. You know, we've been talking about the Antichrist. The story never ends with the devil. Our God is not only the Alpha, he is the Alpha and the Omega. Hallelujah. He will always start it and he will always end it. So at the end, God, not Satan. I want to read the scripture to you about the last days that people don't pay attention to at times when we are dealing with eschatology, when we are actually looking at the events of the last days. And that is in Matthew 24, 14. In the midst of everything that Jesus talked about, we happen in the last days. I am saying this because there are those who have been following us in some of the series that we have preached. You are afraid of the end time. When you hear about the Antichrist, when you hear about rapture, now, when Paul talked about this, he said, comfort one another with this. It's not a message of doom. It's not a message to propel fear. It's a message of faith because the greatest demonstration of faith will be in these last days. This is what a glorious church is imagined from the chaos, from the ruins, from things going on in the world. God is raising a people and it's not what it's about to do. It is what he is doing right now. Glory to God. There are things that you know. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it. Wherever you are watching me from, no cause to alarm, no reason to be afraid. Our Lord is a Lord of hosts. He can take on any battle coming. Hallelujah. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14. A very wonderful, after listing all the things, verse 13, he says, he that endureth to the end shall be saved. But then in verse 14, Jesus said, this is interesting. And the gospel, this gospel, hallelujah. Glory to God. So at the end, the church is still relevant. Hallelujah. The Bible says, and the, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto nations, and then shall come the end. He began by saying that there will be wars and rumors of war. There will be wars and rumors of wars. Then he said that there will be earthquakes in diverse places. There will be pestilence, pandemic, like corona. <laughs> Maybe there's another one coming. Jesus said all these things will happen. But then Jesus said that the end is yet to come. But when he got to, the, when he got to verse 14, the master said, This gospel, hallelujah. I'm too happy. It's not pandemic that is ending the world. It is not pestilence that is ending the world. It is not famine that is ending the world. It is not earthquake that is ending the world. 
The end is the gospel being preached. Hallelujah. Now, I dealt with, you know, we're talking about pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, and post-tribulation theory. It does not matter who is correct. It does not matter how the series of things of the end time will evolve or will unfold. It does not matter how the exact shape or the exact direction or the sequence of events. It doesn't matter. What matters is that at the end of the day, it is the gospel that is the final thing that will happen. It means that saints will outlive every other thing. I'm not saying pre Tribulation theory is correct or post-tribulation theory is correct. I'm just saying that the Bible is clear on the fact that what brings the end, what ushers in the end finally is a gospel invading the nations of the earth. This is where our attention shall be. This is what we should focus on. This is, this is a call that will cause men of faith to rise and not look at the last days as a time when Christians will be buried but as a time when men of faith will rise, nations, oh, hallelujah. You know, the Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 20, where iniquity abounds, grace abounds much more. Isn't that interesting? Nations that are experiencing serious persecution against Christians are also experiencing great growth, mighty revival. Like in China, right now, they are talking about the growth of Christianity exponentially in Iran. What the Bible is saying is, you know, oh God. In Daniel chapter 11, the angel, when after talking to Daniel, in Daniel chapter 7, Daniel chapter 8, Daniel chapter 9, about the Antichrist, about the on, about the beast, about this one happening. Then he began to say in verse 31, the wicked will do wickedly. But verse 32 carries both. He said, but they that know their God. This is still talking about the last days. They shall be strong. It's not the day for faint, it's not the day for weak Christians. Listen to me. Weak Christians will suffer in these last days. Oh, that's what it's calling for. It's calling for radical Christianity. So the Bible says, but they that know their God, in the midst of the wicked corrupting others through flatteries, the Bible says, they that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Glory to God. So no matter how dark it is, it's an opportunity for light to shine. So last week, on Wednesday, I was speaking to us about uh, the Paul talking about perilous time in the last days. Then I was talking to us about Paul also saying that, know that perilous time shall come. Then he also said, in the last day, men will depart from the truth. He said, the Spirit speaketh expressly. Expressly. 1 Timothy 4, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Paul talked about the end time. He said in the last day, this and this will happen. But remember, those are not the only passages in the Bible talking about the last days. So, Joel 2, 28, I will pour my spirit in the last day. And Peter made reference to this in Acts chapter 2, verse 17. He said this, this was what was said, that in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Isaiah chapter 2 shall come to pass in the last day that the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established on top of the mountains. And the hills above all hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Last days. Then that prophecy is in Isaiah 2, and it's in Micah chapter 4. So ask me, what will be happening in the last days? Will there be perilous time? Yes. But also, hey, this is the good news. 
these same last days that we come with perilous time, we also, the mountain of the Lord will be established on top of the mountains. And all nations shall flow to the last days. The same last days I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. You know what? This event will be running concurrently in the last days. There will be gross darkness, but there will be brilliant lights. It goes on to say, you choose where you belong. Hallelujah. Isaiah 6 said that darkness shall cover the earth. Gross darkness, the people. And we are experiencing that now. He said, but over you as the Lord risen. So that means in the last days, there will be perilous times. In the last days, men will depart from the faith. But also in the last days, the spirit will be poured out in, an, in a dimension that the world has never seen before. In the last days also, the church shall be glorified for the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established on top of the mountains and the eels above all eels and all nations. That must have been why Jesus said, this gospel shall be preached to all nations as a witness, then the end shall come. The end does not belong to the devil. Hallelujah. It is Jehovah that declares the end from the beginning. So event, no wonder, maybe the, Paul must have seen this when he talked about last days. He ended by saying that, 4 Thessalonians chapter 4, he said, comfort one another with this. He said, for the Lord shall descend with heaven with the voice of an archangel. And he said that the dead in Christ shall rise. And he ended by saying that, comfort one another. Ooh. He didn't say, live in fear. He didn't say, be concerned about these things. God will have us be aware but then he also wants us to understand that when you are aware of all these things, just still know the end belongs to God and to the people of God. No wonder the Bible says in Daniel chapter 7 verse 21, and beheld you are making war with the state and overcoming them. He said, but until the ancient of days came, judgment was given in the center of the most, to the center of the most, and the time came that the saint possessed the kingdom. So I have just taken us through what the Bible says. So let's read something. It's not supposed to be a long message today, but it's supposed to put springs on your feet. You should be excited. It's a call. They that know their God. It's time to wake up from biscuit and butter Christianity. It's time to wake up and understand you are the light of the world. You are the light in your office. Anytime demands radical approach to things. If we are in, we are in. If we are not in, we are out. Oh, glory to God. You are going to see the demonstration of the power of God like never before. Not from pastors only, members of the church. Because these are the last days. It's a privilege of grace to be among those listed to live in these last days. Satan will release all the things in the, all the things in his weapon, all the weapons he has. But God also is releasing tremendous grace. So where iniquity abounds, hallelujah. As we see the mystery of iniquity working in this last day, we are also going to see the mystery of righteousness. It must be balanced. You see, let me call your attention to something. In 1 Kings 17, this just came to me now. The Bible began to talk, if you start from 1 Kings 16, we were given there how wicked Ahab was. And the Bible said there was no king in Israel who sold himself to wickedness like Ahab. And the Bible gave a record, his wife Jezebel, double evil. And the Bible said that he broke all records as far as wickedness was concerned in the land of Israel. But you see, as Ahab, the most wicked king, showed up, 
so also Elijah a terrific prophet. Because where iniquity abounds, grace, when God see and answer, the Bible says, when the enemy shall come like a flood, Isaiah 59, 19, then the Spirit of God will raise a standard. The standard will be commensurate. It will be equal. It will be directly proportional to the amount of wickedness being poured out. So when God sees mystery of iniquity working, when God sees lawlessness working, he releases so much grace that some men are working in amazing spiritual, supernatural authority. Our children must go to school with this consciousness, not to be afraid of the last days, but to understand for this cause we have been called, we have been sent into the kingdom at such a time as this. It's a wonderful time to live, brother. It's a wonderful time to live, sister. But it demands radical faith. People will try to pull you out of offices for not partaking in something's going on there. Except you are praying supernaturally. He said that you shall return. And there shall be a distinction between the righteous and the wicked. Malachi 3 from 16 to 18. Between the righteous and the wicked. Between those who serve God and those who serve him not. But I want to show you something. I will close with this. I don't have to speak for 30 minutes or one hour for you to get what I'm saying. It's a call. It's a preaching this morning. I am a preacher of righteousness. Just letting you know. Jehovah reigns in the affairs of men. God is not afraid of the devil. God is not afraid that he's looking, going to lose control. No. He said, thou shalt send the rod of your strength out of Zion. And that's the charge. Rule in the midst of your enemy. You are not going to rule away from your enemy. Our glory is not in heaven where there is no enemy. Rule in the midst of the enemy. It does not matter what is coming upon the face of the earth. It only demands Christians whose faith is alive. That's all. It demands. Hey, <laughs> are you following me? That's what it's calling for. Radical faith. Standing in Christ. Now, let's read. They say Matthew 24. That's where we are dwelling today. See, I love verse 37. Jesus decided to give us just the same thing I've been saying. That the master, I, I, I see people watching me at home, and I'm talking to you. The days we are in, you, you can't just whisper something for one minute to heaven and rush out. These are the days when God, a word leads you out of your house. And when God is not speaking, you don't move. This calls for us to be trained so much in the Spirit. That you have become one with the word of the Lord. With the spirit of God leading, directing you. Then you are going to see the glory of God even in the midst of darkness of the world. Do you know, sometimes as I read reports of atrocities being committed all around the world, I also read reports of radical transformation. People getting born again. Somebody pointed to someone. My Jesus will speak to you. Who was into beheading Christians and in the night he could not sleep. Those words kept ringing. He had an encounter with the master and the following morning was a brand new creation. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Radical, radical transformation. Radical salvation in this end time. Jesus said in verse 37 of that Matthew 
24. He said, but as in the days of Noah, oh, as the days of Noah, as the days of Noah were, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man. So Jesus said, if you want to understand how the end time saga, how the whole thing will be, then he said that you also have to understand. You have to go and read about Noah. Two things are very, uh, the two things we always stand out when you read about Noah. Two things about the old story of Noah. The flood and the ark. The flood and the ark. The flood and the ark. Everybody, including non-Christians, people know that story of Noah. The flood and the ark. It rained on that. Now, the Bible talks about the flood of the ungodly. The flood and... Now, the flood represents the coming judgments. And the ark represents the church, Jesus Christ. Our ark, if any man be in Christ. And Jesus said, So shall it be in the days of Noah. Everybody was given an opportunity to enter the ark. On Christ that solid rock I stand all other ground. Any other ground that people stand on will sink in these last days. Intellectualism will go. Motivations will crumble. Except you are rooted. Except Christ becomes your foundation. That is the only act that will not be flooded with the flood. That is the only act that no matter the amount of rain, rain of justice, rain of terror that is coming, falling upon the face of the earth, it bears up the ark. A believer is not concerned about the level of flood. You just have to be checked. You just have to check that you are inside the ark. It does not matter how many days the judgment will be for. It does not matter how many days the chaos will be for. It matters where you stand. Are you inside the ark? Then there's no problem. Because the Bible says, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it said, God knows how to deliver the righteous, the godly, oh, from temptation. So even in the last days, I dare say, if we are supposed to be here for the Antichrist to come, whether pre-tribulation, post-tribulation, mid-tribulation, one thing is certain. The Lord knows, oh, that word comforts, that word consoles. It comforts you even about Corona. The Bible said the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and reserve the unjust. The Lord knows. One of his areas of expertise, he knows how to. <laughs> you can be on the same street. That, it, it is this same technology that the Lord will use during rapture that two people will be on the field. One will be taken. If God can do that with rapture, he can do that on a daily basis. Glory to God. The Lord knows. Ah, that word is strong. The Lord knows. That means it's part of his, he understands the technicalities of separating the righteous from the wicked. They can be inside the same car. They can be inside the same aeroplane. They can be inside the same building. They can be inside, they can be in the same, on the same field. The Bible said they can even be inside the same family. The Bible said God knows. Oh, God knows. God knows. God knows how to deliver the godly. He has the technology. He knows, he has the technical how. He understands how to deliver the just. So no matter what is coming upon the face of the earth, 
it does not mean God will forget how to deliver the just and to console, knowing that the Lord knows. Hallelujah. When you hear good, when you hear news, evil news, when you hear terrific news, terrible things happening, lift up your hands and say, the Lord knows. He knows how to deliver the just. It does not matter. I'm in the midst of five million people. The Lord knows. The Lord knows. He will do that through rapture, but he can do that right now as well. Two shall be in the field. The Bible says two shall be on the bed. One shall be taken. Why? The Lord knows. I'm glad I'm serving God that knows. <laughs> the God, the one who knows. So Jesus said the days of Noah. So again, just like Jesus said, there will be flood again. But those who are inside the ark are secured. We are going to talk about the responsibility of believers in these last days. But I just wanted to know, prophetic churches imagine, there's a call. Depending on the prayer of your pastor might not work again for too long. A pastor should pray for the sheep, no doubt about that. But you also have to get up on your feet and pray. You have to know God for yourself. They that know their God. Those who blend in with the rest in the office, please, so that judgment does not come to you. Stand out. You can be a Christian and act like, an, like the ungodly. Embezzle with them. Do every dirty thing with them. Falsify figure and judge them in everything. No. The Lord knows how to deliver the just. The Lord is calling. Men of faith should begin to rise. People of prayer. And I've been giving this one which I want to give again, especially to every young person watching me. Don't spend your time arguing and trying to be doctrinal, do this on, on social media and the rest. I counsel you. Don't be busy criticizing what is and lose what God wants to pioneer through you. Spend time with him. The best of ministries are yet to come. Because God will never have a better yesterday. Say that anywhere. Those who talk about the days of men who have gone to be with the Lord and say that those are the best moments, then they must be more correct than the word of God. The latter house will surpass the former in glory. Jesus Christ will never have a better yesterday. Hallelujah. Where iniquity abounds, grace abounds much more. In the midst of ungodly laws, being set in place in the nations of the arts. Also, great people of faith are rising. In the midst of gross darkness covering the arts, light is shining. He said, arise and shine. That light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Darkness covered the arts and gross darkness the people. But over you, over you, over you, oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. I will tell you things that we should prepare to do practically on Wednesday when we meet. I know you are blessed. I know the grace of God is on you. I know you are changed. Can I say this to everybody? Send this message to all your friends. Share with as many people as you can. You will give hope to a lot of people. You will let them know. They were carefully selected by God to live in these last days. Acts chapter 15, verse 18. Know not to God that all his works before the foundation of the earth. You are not here by accident. You've been chosen to live in the most dangerous period 
but it's also the most interesting period and time. What a privilege. We'll rejoice in that privilege. We could have come 100 years ago, but he made us to come right now. Right now, where iniquities on every side, so that our light can shine brilliantly. And by the light that is in us, we stop the darkness of our time. Very soon, we shall be stopping evil on streets and in communities and proclaiming the Lordship of Jesus over everything. We will stop ungodliness in our offices, on our streets, in our homes. Be prepared for uncommon conversion. Only that it will not be by power, it will not be by might. The Holy Ghost is ready to work with you when you are ready. Souls that you think are hard, they will crumble before the feet of the, at the feet of the master, before the master himself. In worship, in adoration, in total surrender, absolute yieldedness to him is at work. And it depends on you to do the work. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's our blessed today. Lift up your hands wherever you are. If you can pray in the spirit, just worship him and give him praise. Glory to your name. Thank you, Jesus. What a new day. We worship you. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Sing it in your house as many times as you can today. Jesus is Lord. I love you and I bless you in the name of the Lord. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, we'll be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.